I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen. Human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Quick pass to Crowder trying to get him out of space. Slopes a tackle, and there he goes. Crowder, it's a foot race, and Crowder is in there. A 69-yard touchdown. Takes a shot. Here's Kelly Davis wide open. Davis. Still going, and he's in for the touchdown. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. You know that's the Q-inator. Oh, my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studios, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And as we are just days away from the NFL draft, Welcome back, one of my favorite people to talk draft with. You heard him throughout the football season, coming on as a guest and even giving his shorter draft reports, keeping us surprised on who we should have our eyes out for as the draft got closer. Now that it's here, he's back to join the show again. Senior draft analyst over at WalterFootball.com, my buddy Charlie Campbell. Charlie, welcome back to the show, buddy. Great to be with you again, Scott. How you doing? I'm doing great. As you know, Charlie, I'm a Jets fan, and the draft is the Jets' time to shine. They haven't actually used it in a positive way in the last bunch of years for the most part, but it's when we get the most excited because our hopes and dreams haven't been crushed yet. So I wanted to bring you on so we could talk about some of the guys that the Jets should be targeting heavily as we get ready for the draft on Thursday. And I want to start at the position that everybody has circled as their number one position that the Jets are going to get. And that, of course, the number two pick, they're going to use it on a quarterback. We're all assuming it's Zach Wilson. Talk to me about Zach Wilson. What do you think there? Is it the right move? Would you go in a different direction? And how do you think he stacks up against the other quarterbacks, notwithstanding Trevor Lawrence, who's obviously going first to the Jaguars? Well, I mean, the Jets have done all their due diligence. I can tell you from talking with sources there that uh, throughout the different sets of draft meetings, you know, teams hold draft meetings where they bring in all their scouts uh, at different times throughout the year. And so uh, at at the early meetings uh, this year, they had talks about all kinds of different scenarios and how the team would uh, pan out and look like roster wise talent wise what the strengths would be what the weaknesses would be so they went through every scenario they talked about how would we look if we took Kyle Pitts at two and built around Sam or Panay Sewell or uh you know what about moving on from Sam who are the quarterbacks you know what would be that who would be a good franchise quarterback for us obviously they go through they discussed Mac Jones and Fields and uh, Zach Wilson and Trey Lance, all these guys. 
and this and the day two guys as well in case if they wanted to take position players and then take competition for Darnold on day two. So they went through everything they possibly could, uh, spent, took their time, made sure they really thought things through. And at the end of the day, Zach Wilson was just the guy for them that uh, I think at the bottom line was uh, Joe Douglas wanted to reset the quarterback position, the contract, uh, have that amazing gift that is a starting quarterback on a rookie five-year deal that makes him really cheap and allows you to spend uh luxuriously around the rest of the roster and free agency because you have a cheap starting quarterback. So he, uh, you know, also felt, I think with the new coaching staff, they wanted uh, a guy for them to start out with, to build around that. There's no question. He's the future and the franchise quarterback uh, and the player, uh, you know, not like a situation where if Sam Darnold came back, and they didn't take a quarterback, the questions would be, well, is Darnold going to finally turn the corner? Are we going to be back in the quarterback market next year? You know, that would have been the question over the franchise. Now that's settled. They're going to take Zach Wilson. He's their future franchise quarterback. I think he's a fine first-round pick. I personally like Justin Fields a little bit more, um, but New York and the situation there, I can see where you might feel that Zach Wilson might be a better fit in terms of there's a lot of pressure there. There's not a lot of patience. Justin Fields needs more developmental time uh, and Zach Wilson is more ready to play. And so uh, from the pressure standpoint, I think that Zach Wilson, you can see where that makes sense. Um, but, uh, yeah, I personally like fields a little more, but you know, these guys get paid by NFL teams. I don't. So, uh, their opinion is what matter. They know football better than I do. So, uh, they, they believe in Wilson and he's their guy. From talking to other people around the league, what's the consensus you got about these quarterbacks? Well, it really uh, isn't too much of a consensus. It varies. I mean, Mm -hmm. some teams uh, like Trey Lance a good amount. Others are really sour on him and feel the field vision and needs a lot of work and uh, the level of competition. He's a huge developmental project. Others say he's really smart, um, obviously has a lot of physical talent, and they like him more than Justin Fields. Uh, so really it's, uh, it's beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Um, obviously the consensus about Trevor Lawrence being number one, there's no debate on that. Um, Zach Wilson is generally the consensus number two. I've talked to some scouts that prefer fields, um, but overall across the league, Wilson's the consensus number two quarterback, uh, and then after that, it really just it's it varies by team. So whether it's Fields or Lance, uh, and then you know there's some out there media saying out there Mac Jones. I haven't heard that from any one scout or team yet that they uh, you know are super high on him that way. But maybe the 49ers are. But uh, definitely uh, this is a year where there's a lot of variety when you have you know, these four or five potential first-round picks at that position. 
Charlie, let's talk about what the Jets could do to help Zach Wilson after they draft him at number two, because they're going to need some offensive linemen. They're going to need some wide receivers, and they're certainly going to need an upgrade at running back as well. You know that the Jets have the 23rd pick, the 34th pick. They pick at 66. Then they've got a fourth rounder, two fifths, two sixths. So plenty of capital to build around Zach Wilson. We hear a lot about Tevin Jenkins. We hear a lot about Elijah Vera Tucker, that those are two guys that the Jets could zero in on. Maybe they trade up a little bit. Maybe they wait to see if those guys fall to number 23. What do you think would be a good option at number 23? And even beyond that, what would you do in terms of the offensive players that they're going to need to add at 34, 66, and beyond? Who would you be looking at specifically if you were the New York Jets? Well, I don't think Vera Tucker is going to get to 23. I think he's going to go in the mid-teens at probably the lowest. I don't think he'd fall past the Raiders at 17. Uh, But after him, I think uh, Alex Leatherwood would be a player that could make sense. Uh, The left tackle at Alabama, he also played guard and right tackle there uh, really has good length and ability to play on the edge. He can play the typewriter with his feet, cut off that speed rush around the corner. And he definitely has got a lot of experience from his time at Alabama, played in a lot of big games, a lot of pressure-packed moments for. So uh, I think he would be a really nice option. I'm not sure he'll get past the Colts at 21. Uh, but so they, if they wanted one of those guys or Tevin Jenkins, They may have to move up a little bit to jump in front of Indianapolis, potentially, as the Colts need to replace Anthony Costanzo. But there's a lot of teams that could go offensive line there. Washington at 19, Chicago at 20. I mentioned the Raiders at 17. uh, And above them as well, the Chargers, Vikings. Uh, I mean, that's just a lot of spots. So, it might be tough to make a deal there, but I wouldn't be surprised if they hit it on in the 34th pick. I could see Dylan Radon's the North Dakota State offensive tackle being a nice fit for the Jets. He could play guard. He could play tackle. Uh, you could move him around, and he could just help you fill out that line. So, uh, And also on day two, Jackson Carmen from Clemson has a great skill set, needs development. Uh, Jalen Mayfield from Michigan, Liam Eikenberg from Notre Dame, all those guys could be potential candidates in the second round. So that might be a nice value for the Jets to get one of those guys without having to trade up and give up uh, another player to move up for one of these other offensive linemen. So that leaves you with some flexibility there. Uh, at 23 and as you hit on Scott they could use help in the backfield they could use help at wide receiver I think Kadarius Tony from Florida that receive that speed explosive receiver dangerous with the ball in his hands would make a lot of sense in that offense they brought in that 49ers offense Tony could be a similar to a Debo Samuel type weapon uh, in that scheme so I think he would be a candidate there at 23 uh, and then you know, have some. Uh, it's a really good receiver draft, so you'd have other good players to consider. Whether it's Rashad Bateman from Minnesota, uh, he could you know get some consideration. Terrace Marshall from LSU, Elijah Moore from Ole Miss. Um, lots of good receiving weapons there that'll go in the late first potentially to 
through the second round and into the third. So they have a lot of options. I think running back, I'm not sure from what I've heard that they really would put a premium on using one of the, one of their high picks for that position. I'm not convinced from what I've heard they would do that. I do personally really like Travis Etienne uh, as far as helping their young quarterback and Zach Wilson, because ETN is such an awesome weapon on checkdowns, a guy that can really turn, be a real weapon on third and five, third and six, because he's such a good route runner uh, and such a mismatch weapon. So he can take that check down and turn it into a first down uh, routinely. So I really like that for a young quarterback, but uh, I just, from what I'm hearing, I'm not sure the Jets are going to go running back that early. I think it might be more of a position that gets looked at and say the third round with some of these uh, bigger power kind of bell cow guys like Trey Sermon from Ohio state or Ramondre Stevenson from Oklahoma, Kylan Hill from Mississippi state. I think he could, Kylan Hill could definitely be in play for that uh, third round pick for the Jets at 66. So, um, you know, that's one, one strength. And then they have that other pick at 86 as well in the third round. So, uh, they have a few picks there that could help them in the backfield with some solid backs. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Charlie, we talked about offense, so now let's talk about defense. I think they're going to use a lot of picks on the offensive side of the ball, but I also think that they're going to look to bolster the defense too. Cornerback is a position of particular need. I've talked a lot about Greg Newsom as a possibility at number 23. If he makes it there, maybe Asante Samuel Jr. in the second round at 34. There are other guys. Tyson Campbell is somebody that you heard Eric Crocker talk about on this show as a possible second or third round pick if he makes it to the third round. They could use an edge rusher. We know that as well. If one of the guys that they like at offensive line or corner doesn't make it to 23, maybe they go that route. Maybe an Aziz Ojolari or Joseph Asai or somebody like that. And then it goes well beyond the first round, obviously. They're going to be looking for corner help. They're going to be looking for guys on the edge. They need somebody who's an off-ball linebacker, too, because all they have is C.J. Mosley and Jared Davis. Davis was very much an underachiever in Detroit, and C.J. Mosley hasn't played in two years. So a lot of help that they're going to need, not just on the offensive side of the ball, but the defensive side of the ball. Who would you be looking to target here? Well, I mean, as far as the cornerback position goes, they're sit- they have two picks that are sitting in right uh, good position for that with that pick at 23 and then the pick at 34. Now, 
I know a lot, a few teams have Tyson Campbell as their fourth rated cornerback. So I would be shocked if he got to the third round. I think uh, in my latest mock draft that's going up here Monday, April 26, I have the Jets taking him at 23. Um, but that's a strong part of the draft for cornerback talent, whether it's Greg Newsome, uh, Aaron Robinson from UCF, or Eric Stokes from Georgia. All of those guys could be in contention to go uh, in the from 20 to say pick, you know, 35 to 40 range. Kelvin Joseph from Kentucky is another corner uh, that has a good skill set that could get consideration there. Asante Samuel as well. Um, if you're really looking for a true slot corner, given that he's really undersized, but the other guys, uh, Campbell. Uh, Newsom, Aaron Robinson, Stokes, Joseph, all those guys are big and fast and athletic. So uh, those are some really good options. They, I think it would make sense to take a corner at 23 and then take one of the offensive linemen at 34. Uh, I think that would make the best for the best value for their picks in terms of getting a starting cornerback in the first round and then getting some offensive line help. Uh, early in the second as you draw on two positions that are pretty strong at that point of the draft. So I think that'll help the roster and build up the talent across the board. So overall, what would you be looking to do if you were the Jets here in terms of distribution of the picks? Would you try to keep it somewhat even offensive and defense based on what you know of the talent level on both sides of the ball and what the Jets needs are? Uh, I would probably lean towards making this draft a bit more on the offensive side because I think that the talent is better on that side of the ball in this draft. The interior defensive line talent in this draft is, is bad. It's just not good. Unfortunately for the Jets, they really don't need it with Quinn and Williams on the verge of being a dominant uh, potential superstar player signing Sheldon Rankins. You got uh, Futakasi as well. So they're solid on the interior, the offensive, uh, defensive line, excuse me. And that's great because they wouldn't be able to find much help in this draft. So, uh, and then with, you know, adding some depth there at linebacker uh, with Davis and then obviously signing Carl Lawson, that's a huge addition to this front seven, really should help them get after the quarterback. And with the bringing in a new quarterback, a guy who's going from BYU and lost to Coastal Carolina last year, uh, I think you need to help him out. So I think they need to really give more talent and depth to that offense, whether it's, you know, depth at receiver with weapons, because injuries always happen. You're going to have receivers, running backs get hurt. So build up the depth there so he has stuff to work with. Uh, over the course of a season, make his job easier, uh, build up some offensive, more offensive line talent, get some guys with flexibility. Uh, you could always kick George Fant inside the guard if you wanted, but it might hurt to have uh, some offensive linemen there potentially on day two that could play guard or right tackle, just really help fill out that offensive line and help you move guys around to just get that best five out there in front of him because uh, it's a huge jump in competition. BYU played a really soft schedule last year, not through any fault of their own. It was because of the pandemic, um, but nevertheless, 
uh, Zach Wilson's making a big jump and what he's going against from year to year. So uh, I think drawing on the strength of the draft with offensive line help, getting some running back talent, receiving this good receiver draft, and then maybe you, you add like one cornerback, but the rest of the kind of early top half picks are mostly on the offensive side of the ball. That's the kind of plan I would lean towards if I was Joe Douglas. Charlie, based on that plan, which players do you think that the Jets need to land? Or give me a handful that you think they need to land for you to come away from this and go on WalterFootball.com with your draft report and give them really high marks, maybe an A or an A+. Who are some names that you think they could land that would really make this a home run draft for them at the picks that they have? Hmm, that's a good question. Uh, Well, obviously... Starting at 23, I would really consider hard the cornerbacks there. Obviously, Tyson Campbell we've talked about, but I really like Aaron Robinson and Eric Stokes. Uh, those two are both big, fast, and fluid where they can run the route, prevent uh, separation. Greg Newsom is heck of a football player, but he is just he never finished a season at Northwestern. He was always getting hurt. Uh, and he's a physical player. You love him when he's on the field because he throws his body around. He's tough. He plays hard. Uh, really good player, but I just have real concerns about uh, given his style of play and the size uh, that the injuries will continue when he's getting into a game that's even more physical and more you know, violent, bigger, faster than it was in the Big Ten. So um, that worries me about him. So uh, I, if I were them, I would look at more of Campbell, Stokes, or Newsom at 23. Then in the 34 range, I personally really like Travis Etienne. Uh, I think if they've kind of kept it under wraps and the, the interest in a running back, but I think that would be a great pick for them to give some explosiveness and speed out of the backfield, but also give your young quarterback – a real weapon uh, on check down passes on those easy throws that defenses give you. And now you have a guy that can really make something out of nothing. So I think that would be uh, an ace, a plus pick there for the jets at 34. Um, But if they go another route, I think offensive line there would be good value for them. I'd, I'd applaud pretty much any of the offensive line prospects that are being talked about at that range of the draft. And then in the third round, I think continuing to help on offense, uh, running back, say uh, Kylan Hill from Mississippi State, if you didn't take ETN, would be a really good pick. He's tough. He showed improvement in the passing game. I think he could be one of the steals of this draft. But other good, like Trey Sermon from Ohio State, uh, I think that could be a nice pick. And then uh, I really like Trey McKitty, the tight end from Georgia. I think they could use more mismatch receiving tight ends. Trey McKitty uh, is kind of like a bigger Jonu Smith or Jared Cook, but he's, he's a real sneaky sleeper in this draft that I think could be a really nice value because he's a dangerous receiving tight end. Good size, speed, athletic, uh, really able to make some things happen in terms of being a mismatch weapon. So uh, at pick 86, I think that would be a great pick for the Jets. I'd give that an A+. 
so, you know, hitting the offense on day two, whether it, as we talked about the receivers as well, you could go that route. But I think that's really where they're going to get some good value and help their young franchise quarterback for years to come. I like it, Charlie. That's why you're one of the best out there. Charlie Campbell, Senior Draft Analyst for WalterFootball.com. Thank you so much for coming on. As always, really appreciate it. We'll have to do it again afterwards so that you can grade their actual picks. In the meantime, though, you are very busy right now. This is your busiest time of year. You've got so much going on over at WalterFootball.com. New stuff every day, right? Absolutely, yeah. We have uh, seven-round mocks getting updated daily here the week of the draft. I have uh, draft rumors going up each day uh, from talking around, seeing what I'm hearing, passing that along. Uh, so all of that's going up every day. And, of course, we got tons of scouting reports and position rankings uh, up on the site and more and more going up every day. So uh, we got – the amount of, amount of draft coverage up there it will take uh, eons to read it all, but whatever you're interested in, we have it. Uh, and of course, draft rumors, what's being taught in the media, we have it all consolidated into one page. So uh, whatever they're saying on NFL Network or ESPN, we put it all in one place. Uh, so you can keep tabs on all of that and pre-draft visits, we tracking who uh, these teams are met with over Zoom and things like that. So uh, we got it all right there. So just go to Walter Football. We'll take care of you. There you go. Make sure you head over to WalterFootball.com and check out everything that Charlie is doing over there. Incredible comprehensive draft coverage year-round, but now is when you really dig in and get the information. And as Charlie said, it could take you months to read all of this stuff. So if you haven't been checking it out, go there now. If you have, but you're just not up to date, make sure that you keep up to date by going over there every day and clicking on the updates that Charlie is providing. And make sure that you give us a five-star review on iTunes if you haven't done that yet easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing doesn't take you much time doesn't cost you any money but it goes a long way to help us out so if you could go ahead and do that for us we'd be quite grateful and for the latest and greatest in new york jets podcasts and content you know where to go that's play like a jet digital and play like a jet.com